Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. I'm here with my research assistant, Josh, who looks like he was jogging there with green screen. Jeff Snyder in the background. We're actually going to be speaking to Jeff live later on today. More on that in just a moment. But before we talk about Jeff Snyder and China and all these exciting things, we got to get into the jobs numbers. Just came out and there were quite a few surprises. Let's go through these numbers from CNBC, and then I also want to connect the dots at the end of this video. Let's get right into it. And uh, first, I want to start with just kind of the summary from Rick Santelli. We're not going to play the whole video, but you guys will get the gist of it when we play this video. Yes, the jobs report for the month of August. Non-farm payrolls up a slightly better 187,000. That marks one, two, three. Un so that was the first surprise is jobs up 180,000. I think the market was expecting right around 150, 160 or so. But there's unfortunately a lot more surprises and I think a lot bigger surprises on the downside. You'll hear that in just a moment. Under 200,000. However, the last two months are seeing a revision of three digits minus 110,000. And we know that there has been benchmark revisions. If we look at the manufacturing payrolls, they were rather strong for a sector that's supposedly in recession, up 16,000. The unemployment rate jumped to 3.8%. 3.8%. In order to find a higher, well, you go to February 22, we were at 3.8. January. Okay, so just in case you didn't hear that. They came out 180,000, a little higher than expected, but they revised June and July, or they revised, yes, they revised June and July down by over 100,000 jobs. And for those of you guys who have been watching this channel over the last few months, that should not come as a surprise to you, although it may can't come as a surprise to Wall Street, because this is the game they've been playing. They sit there and they announce the jobs numbers every single month, and then the month after, then they just revise them down. Uh, I don't know who's doing it. I don't know if the administration is behind it, but there's obviously someone there that's trying to present the numbers in a better light. Let's say I'm just putting it nicely as I can. <laughs> and then what they're doing is they're saying, hey, as long as the headline number is good and strong, that's all the number cares about, or that's all the market cares about. Then we'll just go ahead and revise down every single month prior because they'll just kind of sweep that one under the rug. They won't pay any attention to that. So that's number one. But the second thing, and I'm sure you guys heard it there at the end, is the unemployment rate went up to 3.8%. Okay, well, how did the unemployment rate go up if the amount of jobs that were created according to this, and of course, I'm sure they're going to revise it down next month, but if that was higher than expectations, well, I'm sure you guys have guessed it, but we'll let Rick Tan, uh, we'll let Rick Santelli give us the further details. Story of 22, 4.0. That's where we're comping on that. And you can see yields falling, stocks liking that. If we look at uh, the hours worked, and this is key, up two tenths, up two tenths. This is very significant. If you look at 210, it is the lowest level since we were at zero. That was February of 22. 
So that shows some improvement if you're looking for wages, which due to strikes and other issues, seemingly are one of the pushing uh, channels of- So Rick is doing this right off the fly, as you can tell. So I don't know if you guys caught it there, but but what he's saying, it really doesn't make sense <laughs> what he just said. I think he's just kind of just scrambling and just looking for words, and that this is just what's coming out. But, you know, fair play to him. I understand how hard it is to go live. I do these live streams, as you guys know, three or four times a day. And it's tough. It's tough. You make mistakes. But I, I don't know that he's articulating his thoughts as clearly as he would like in that last 30-second bit there. Inflation. If you look at year over year, 4.3, that's versus 4.4 uh, the last two months, 4.3 is the recent low. To find anything lower than 4.3, you have to go all the way back to June of 21. Average hours work, 34.4. Uh, that's a, a little more than expected, but it shouldn't really be a surprise. And finally, labor force participation rate. Here we go, guys. Now, this is really interesting. It was 62.6 pre-COVID. That was March of 2020. And we've had uh, a lot of months, uh, one, two, three, four, five months at 62.6. 62.8 is stellar, and that is the highest level since pre-COVID when it was uh, 63.3, and that was February of 20. Okay, there you go. So hopefully you guys caught that. I agree with him. Very important detail. But I have a much different take than Rick does. He said the labor force participation increased. So prior to the Cerveza sickness, it was right around 62.6. And it went uh, down substantially, as you guys know, during the Cerveza sickness. That's not a surprise. But what was a surprise is even after, you know, we kind of came out and they got rid of the lockdowns and everyone you know, went back to work and the labor market's tight and all these things, the labor force participation was incredibly low. And that's one of the reasons why the unemployment rate was at historic lows going all the way back to the late 1960s at 3.5%. Now, for, for you rebel capitalists out there, I'm sure the first thing that comes to your mind is, well, of course, the labor force participate participation rate was low. We were paying everyone to stay home. We're giving everyone stimmy checks. And on top of the stimmy checks, you'd have to pay your rent. You didn't have to pay your student loan. So we not only increased the revenue side of the PL, if you will, we also decreased the expense side. So if these people don't have to go back to work, oh, and by the way, we massively increased the unemployment benefits. The uh, We widened the range or the acceptance into uh, the disability program, or if you, whatever it's called, where you get the disability checks. The standards uh, were loosened dramatically. So, and then you've got the PPP and all these other things, right? So it made a lot of sense that sure, if you're going to pay up people all this money and you're going to reduce their expenses, then you're going to have fewer people working. But you guys know from watching this channel that what we've been talking about over the last few weeks is now all of a sudden we have this spending cliff coming where, uh-oh, now you got to pay your rent. Uh-oh, now you got to pay your student loan. And uh-oh, all the savings that we saw in the economy as a result of everything that we've been talking about is depleting, and now it's almost back down to zero, a level, and zero meaning the same level we were at prior to going into the survey sickness in 2019. But that's a big problem because just because the savings comes down to 2019 level doesn't mean that it's going to flatline and stay there. No, 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 no. P 
people aren't reducing their savings just because they can. They're reducing their savings because they have to, because their wages have not gone up with the rate of inflation. So I think because the labor force participation rate is increasing, that is a sign that people are running out of money. They have to go back to work. And you say, well, George, that's good. Maybe they're, you know, create more goods and services. No, but the productivity is plummeting, you see? So if Jerome Powell wants the unemployment rate to go up, like the old saying says, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Even without further increases in Fed funds, I think that you're going to see the labor force participation go up and up and up. And I think it's going to go up dramatically over the next, call it three or four months, as all these things kind of come into play, all these additional expenses that people have not had to pay, plus their savings going down to zero. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. You know, we just had a video yesterday where we were talking about 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 61%. So more and more of these people are going to have to go back to work that means the supply of labor goes up, while at the same time, the demand for labor is going down. That means unemployment rate going way, way up. And it's not a good thing. You know, Rick Santelli is looking at it as, oh, great, all these people are choosing to come back to work. Yet they're choosing to come back to work. Uh, well, maybe that's a mischaracter, right? Uh, a a mischaracterization. Uh, I don't know that they're choosing to go back to work. They have to go back to work. They don't have a choice. So... To me, that means aggregate demand going down, and I see that as a negative if you're just looking at the economy over the next six months, the next year. Here's a chart of what uh, monthly job creation has been since January of 2022, and my guess is this probably doesn't, or actually maybe it does include the revisions. Well, Caveat there, guys. I don't know if this includes the revisions or not. So we see that it you know, June, July really tanked. Uh, that would really be something because they were revised down another 100,000. So assuming these aren't revised, I mean, there were only 257,000 to begin with, roughly. Excuse me. So taking them down by 100 grand or more, you know, now we're down to 150 for two months. And, uh, that is not a sign of a healthy economy or a healthy labor market for that matter. So a more encompassing unemployment measure that counts discourage workers as well. 
as those uh, working part-time for economic reasons jumped to 7.1%, a 0.4 percentage point increase, the highest since May of 2022. This would be consistent with how I see the labor force participation rate and why I think it's increasing. And here we can see the increase in hourly earnings, but at 4.3%, it's been at that level for a long, long time. And you can see going back to January 22, if you actually look at the real rate of inflation relative to this number, you can see how real wages have gone down dramatically, which would make sense when you look at how much savings has been depleted. All right, guys, there you go. So I think some big news as far as the the uh, job numbers, the new job numbers that have just come out. Uh, yes, they did surprise on the upside, but we got those massive revisions for the next couple of months. I would assume that in September, or excuse me, in uh, October, we get massive revisions to uh, you know the prior month's numbers. Uh, that's been kind of par for the course for the last call it year or so, so I don't know why we'd change. Um, but I think the big news there is the labor force participation rate going up, especially when you consider everything else that we've been talking about with the yield curve, excess savings, et cetera. So definitely a story we'll have to pay attention to. All right, guys, now let's get into Jeff Snyder. He's going to be joining us in Rebel Capitals Pro for this live stream we're doing today at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And it is not going to be green screen Jeff Snyder, <laughs> who you can see there. It's actually going to be the real Jeff Snyder. And for those of you who have been watching the channel, you know that last week I was in St. Bart's and I was there with my good friends, Hugh Hendry, Brent Johnson, and Jeff Snyder. And we were there with about five or six uh, hedge fund managers. One of them, I, I can't give any names, one gentleman manages $25 billion as we speak. So these guys are very, very high level. And so what we're going to be doing in this live stream is we're going to be going over kind of the details of that discussion, more specifically China and Japan and what signals they're giving us that pertain to the global economy and what we should expect moving into 2024, whether that's recession, economic depression, no landing. Uh, we'll have to see what Jeff's views are, but I think you can guess. But more importantly, we're going to be going over some of the secrets that I learned as how these hedge fund managers make billions of dollars. And they've got a much different mindset than I do. And I think, I, I don't know that I'd change my strategy, but I think there's a lot that I can learn. There's a lot that I did learn. And I think there's a lot that we can all learn from how they view the world and how they're in a position where they have to make money every single month. Uh, they don't have the luxury of waiting two or three years like I do. They've got that P&L. They've got to make their investors happy. And that means outperforming the S&P every single month. And there's a strategy that they use to actually make that happen. And so I'm going to be going over that strategy in great detail. Uh, there's no investment advice, but we actually might go over a few of the ideas that were discussed in St. Bart's uh, with these hedge fund managers. So if you want to be a part of that, it's going to be an awesome conversation. And that is 2 p.m. Eastern time in Rebel Capitalist Pro. You can go to georgegammon.com forward slash pro to check that out. Uh, to become a member, you only got to pay a buck. Uh, so you can get a, a week trial for a dollar. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun, guys. It's going to be incredible value. Uh, we're going to talk about all the kind of secrets that I can't really discuss or I don't really discuss on YouTube. 
because uh, it's just getting down into the weeds too much. And for most people, they just kind of glaze over that. But if you're really serious about this stuff, uh, this is definitely for you. So we'll see you at georgegammon.com forward slash pro today, 2 p.m. Eastern time. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.